we, with the rainy season is now upon us and, um, we've had to be kind of all hands on, uh, on deck, if you will, to remedy the situation so it doesn't reoccur and my whole hill doesn't wash away. <laughs> um, so we're busy with it. We, 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 we realize we need to get a whole gutter and downspout system for the water on my house and we, we priced it out with some professionals, but it was way beyond our, <laughs> our capacity. So we have to figure out how to do it ourselves, which we're, we're trying to do. And, uh, that's been keeping us busy. Otherwise, uh, Guru Nishta is about to take off for Finland and, uh, the launch of his book, for which he just did a very, uh, uh, Enlivening, I wasn't there, but I heard interview, uh, for in the, for Ukai, which is the nearest town. It's going to be on the front page of their next edition. We live here in Mendocino County. We're like Mendocino radicals, you know, back to nature, back to the land. There's a huge <laughs> bunch of us here, you know, all kinds of people with the spirit. There are Buddhist ashrams and, and, uh, uh, various spiritual groups and so on and so forth. So, uh, <clears throat> We're, uh, through his book, we're entering into the, coming out of the scene a little bit, a little bit more. You know, my books are really, have been, um, focused on, um, on Gaudiya Vaishnavas and, and, um, they're a little, uh, impenetrable, I would say, for the average spiritual seeker to, to, be, to begin with. Although, um, I'm going to start doing some, um, Introductory books, um, from my, some of the devotees. So Hari John has been helping. Chaitanya Daya is going to help. I think that Leetasaki will want to help also, um, with the transcribed lectures, which, which Pujapad Shiramarj's, uh, books, for example, were largely, um, composed of and, um, focus on some more general introductory topics. So, uh, but anyway, um, his book is coming out and it's a very interesting one. And, um, in my, you know, more esoteric book, if you will, much more esoteric circle of friends is, um, still waiting for the index. But after we get that, we'll plug it in and it'll go back to Lita Saki, I guess. So she'll have to proofread that. And, um, but uh, it should be out shortly. So that's the news. What are the questions this morning? <clears throat> right. Me. Let's start with Raj Hari's. He has two questions, but I'll ask one at a time. Raj Hari says, considering that, oh, by the way, we have a, a substitute translator today. It's Chandra Leela from Chile. And so I'm going to go a little slower because she hasn't done this live live uh, translation before. Okay, So. Good. Considering that the pastimes of Prema Samputa occur after Rasa Lila, the abandonment of Sri Krishna to the gopis, etc., and that on the first day of Kartik, quote, Krishna Sharadya Rasyatra is celebrated, can we say that the reading of the Prema Samput during Kartik has a certain chronological coherence? Well, I think I mentioned it last week that I look at the book, and I don't know if it's been commented on in that way, but, <clears throat> excuse me, when I look at the book is, is yeah, the day after, hmm? uh, Rasalila, Krishna begins to make his plans, um, and so his plans, given what they are, to try to taste being a Rasika, as he is trying to taste the Bhava of Radha, he has to understand it a little better and come up with a plan to, uh, to, uh, to experience it. Of course, he, he has a plan, which is to become a sadhu. And that comes out in the, um, the key verse that, uh, is the genesis, if you will, in the Bhagavatam of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. That's in the, um, must be the 32nd, uh, chapter. The, the third, the fourth of the five chapters dealing with the Rasalila and the Bhagavatam, uh, when Krishna returns to the gopis after having deserted them, if you will, and disappeared from Radha as well. Um, so anyway, yeah, 
I, I think we can look at it, if I understand your question correctly, like that. Um, it's one of the specialties of the, the Kartik month is interesting because it can be, um, it's, uh, it's celebrated in terms of the high point of Madhurya Rasa, which is what we're talking about at the moment. Rasa Lila is the high point, it's the apex, the zenith of the Bhagavatam that everything builds up to and everything reflects back onto, if properly understood, the, the, everything that comes after it. Um, and, uh, and, um, and after that night, then and Krishna's on, on his way, if you will, we go to Premasampuda, Vishwanachakpati Thakur. But that's the high point, I want to say, of, the, of Madhurya Rasa. Now, just is it, this is an aside, separate from the question, just comes to my mind. Um, then from the Vatsalya point of view, the high point of Vatsalya in Bhagavatam also occurs during Kartik, which is also called the Damodar month. Hmm? And um, that, of course, is the uh, the uh, binding of Krishna to the mortar on the part of Yashoda, or being able to capture him, if you will, by her love, uh, encircle him, uh, even though everything is inside of him. Um, so uh, we have from the Madhurya point of view and the Vatsalya point of view, the high points of these two sentiments are celebrated in the Kartik month. And then Vatsalya and Sakiras also similarly, because in Sakiras, um, the high point in one sense, uh, it's a very high point, is Krishna's entering into Poganda. Hmm. So that's the, the, um, the, um, Gopastami. Hmm. Gopastami Krishna becomes, and passes from, from the end of his Kumara Leela when he's herding calves into his boyhood Leela, which is very special for Sakirasa. And this is the day that they become free, the boys to go without unchaperoned and they don't have to come home early and, and they've graduated from calf herding to, to cow herding. Big, big, uh, uh, celebration throughout the Braj. So that's the, we have the high point for Madhuriras, Vatsaliras, and Sakaras all occurring during this auspicious month of Kartik. But yes, back to your question, if I understand it correctly, I would look at it chronologically like that. Is there another part to the question or a second question from? It's actually a second question. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's actually connected. He says, how many types of Rasa Lila between Radha and Krishna are mentioned in the scriptures? In the calendar, I have found that one is indicated at the beginning of the month of Kartik, Sharadya Rasayatra, another at the end of Kartik, and another in the month of Chaitra, which is Vasantaras. Furthermore, during the discovery of Radha Kund, Sri Chaitanya prays, quote, in that lake, Lord Krishna and Srimati Radharani used to sport daily in the water and have a rasa dance on the bank. Well, the rasa dance is a technical term. It's actually a, a type of classical uh, dance where the, uh, the I think the, the lover and the beloved put their arms around one another's necks and uh, it's accompanied by a certain type of music and, and it's a circle and there are, there are it's, 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 it's kind of more like, uh, you know, like, well, in my country, we have this, sometimes we have like, uh, well, anyway, it's like a choreographed, you know, uh, I was thinking of country music. Sometimes they all, they, 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 they dance in a certain way, but, um, <laughs> but nowadays, of course, there's a lot of choreographed, uh, um, dance accompanying Music and so forth become very popular. Um, I always like the Indian, uh, Bollywood, uh, shows where all of a sudden it's a musical, as we would call it in, in, in the West. It breaks out, you know, an emotional moment reaches a certain point and it breaks out and everybody goes wild singing and dancing and celebrating that moment, the rasa, you know. When it, when it, I'm yes. sorry to break it, but can you slow, uh, talk a little, uh, speak a little oh. slower? Chandra Lai sure. uh, struggling a little bit. Forgive me, forgive me. Yes, the guru can ask for forgiveness sometimes from the disciple. Hmm? He can do that. Hmm? 
And uh, if he's proven wrong, certainly he'll agree. But if he's not proven wrong, then he won't agree. So uh, in this case, I've been warned and I did not heed the warnings. So please forgive me. Um, and I might have said that too fast. So I will try to slow down. <laughs> but um, the Rasa Leela is a certain type of classical dance. And it means a number, it includes a number of maidens. And I believe it includes a number of heroes, heroes and heroines. But in the case of Krishna's Rasalila, of course, he's the only hero. And, well, that may seem odd, but if you study Krishna from Ujjwal Nilmani Rupa Goswami, for example, we find that all of the classical types of heroes in drama, in Indian drama, in the aesthetics. There are so many different types. I think uh, there are the basic heroes, the Dira Lalita, Dira Prashanta, Dira Dutta, Dira Dutta. And then Rupa Goswami combines them in different ways. It comes out to, I think, 93 or 96 or 94 types of heroes. And Krishna, the point is, If we study and we'll see all of those types of heroes can be seen at one time or another in him. So he's the superhero. And it's appropriate then for him to be the only hero of such extremely uh, dedicated selfless love like we see in the Gopikas of Braj. So of course he expands himself. Um, to dance with each one at the same time. And each one thinks he's, he's focusing on her and each one is, is right and wrong at the same time. That's Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's full of such uh, apparent contradictions. They're resolved in him. But to your question, um, I answer like this to begin with because it's a particular type of dance. Now the term Rasalila in Gaudiya Vaishnavism sometimes may be used a little more loosely, um, but this is the classical idea. And you ask how many times does it occur? Well, once it occurs in the Prakat Leela, in the Manifest Leela, then it occurs every night. Every single night. You can draw that from Krishna Bhavanamrita or Krishna Bhuvanilila um, Amrita. And uh, so it's a regular affair. occurs every night. That said, um, in the classical texts, the Bhagavatam and um, Gita Govinda, we find emphasis on two specific Rasalilas, Kartik month, uh, Sardi of Purnim, now, um, and the Basant springtime Rasalila. Those are brought out in particular and differences are, um, underscored for the attentive reader in each of them. One of the distinguishing characteristics of the Sard Purnim Rasalila during this time, the uh, harvest moon uh, in Braj, is that as it's depicted in the Bhagavatam, it offers an opening as a portal for sadhakas to enter into and from there uh, proceed to the uppercut lila. Hmm? Um, whereas in the Vasant Rasa Lila, perhaps mentioned in other texts, but uh, played out in some detail in Gita Govinda, there is no uh, entrance there. 
for sadhakas. One point of difference. The other point of difference is that in the, the Sarapurnim Rasalila, uh, Krishna leaves and the gopis and Radha go after him. And then he separates from the gopis and um, uh, meets with Radha alone only to leave her. Um, but in the Basant Rasalila, Radharani leaves the Rasa dance. And Krishna goes after her. She becomes upset that he's dancing with so many others and doesn't feel she, she, he's giving her the attention that, that her love, um, warrants, which is, you know, a good argument to make given that all these gopis are all different expressions of herself. Nilmani also brings this out. Uh, there are so many heroines. I think maybe 360-some different types of heroines. They're all fully embodied in Radha. So all these gopis are different partial manifestations of her, of Mahabhava's Swarupini, hmm? Radha. So she leaves the Rasa dance and Krishna leaves after her. So that Basant Rasa Lila is thought by Krishna Skaviraj Goswami who comments on it in Chaitanya Charitamrita to during the Ramananda Sambhad, the conversation between Roy Ramananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, he, 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 he points out this difference and how the Vasant Rasalila underscores the point um, that much more of Krishna's um, being subjugated by the force and the power, the charm of Radharani's love. So these are the two main Rasalilas. Um, and at the same time, there's one every night. So it's perpetual, it's eternal. And um, And I hope that answers the question. Thank you very much. That was quite comprehensive. So the Brighton Sangha is actually celebrating Srila Sridhar Maharaj's uh, appearance day, which is tomorrow. And uh, they have been graced by two, in the presence of two disciples of Srila Sridhar Maharaj. Let me quickly check. It is Kundalata Devi and Trilokanath Prabhu. And the devotees were hoping that Gurmashi could say some words about Srila Sridhar Maharaj. Oh, well, actually, it would be nice to get a close-up from the from Brighton of of the disciples of Shashidam March. Let me pin it here. So uh, we have can you see this is Shilakanas Prabhu here. Can it can say it then? So, well, yes, auspicious day tomorrow. Um, of course, I've lectured on this uh, many, many times, um, and those are available to listen to, but uh, thank you for the opportunity to say something about Guru Maharaj. Who I uh, would say, you know, with the, if you will, uh, metaphorically speaking, the setting of the son of Prabhupada, uh, as, uh, uh, auspicious worldwide campaign of preaching, which was so bright and luminous that uh, other stars of the, of the night of Gaudiya Vaishnavism either were obscured or voluntarily stood back. Offering pranam to the Avesh, as Pujapajira Marsh did, of Prabhupada as he considered, um, the Avesh of Nityananda Prabhu, who was doing extraordinary work at a particular time in the uh, history of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Pujapajira Marsh was a great admirer of the campaign of Prabhupada, and um, with, as I began, the setting of the sun of Prabhupada's campaign, the without effort, as it occurs in the firmament, the moon, the cooling, soothing moon of Pujapat Sridhar Maharaj's uh, insights, 
his affection, his um, uh, standing in Vaishnavism came to the fore in the lives, particularly, of Prabhupada's disciples to uh, take advantage of it was, I say effortlessly, because at the time, unfortunately, a number of my godfathers were were, um, making an effort to put some focus on themselves, trying to fit into the shoes of of Prabhupada and serve in the capacity of guru for the for the sangha for 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 iskon as Prabhupada wanted them to do and as as pujapachita marsh wanted them to do also but effortlessly he arose like the moon rises with the setting of the sun and uh it was very soothing and very cooling cooling uh comforting uh and uh and very i would say uh well the moon is the you know Gives gives life, gives juice to the vegetables. So it's a, it's a Krishna's compared to the moon. It's, it's a rasa kind of uh, uh, metaphorical comparison. So the sweet inner inner um, um, more esoteric dimensions of Gaudiya Vaishnavism were very um, expertly and tastefully. Uh, Brought uh, to our attention by 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 Guru Marsh in a way that was very comforting, soothing, in, invigorating, enlivening, and uh, some of us, speaking of perhaps disciples like myself, were able to take um, advantage of that. Not everybody was, but not everybody was able to take advantage of Krishna when he appeared, <laughs> or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu either. But um, but. Um, I say um, that expertly and tastefully in that, uh, I'll give an example. One of my uh, godbrothers some years later um, had been listening to another uh, sadhu, hearing from another sadhu who was speaking about higher topics, Madhya Rasa and some details and so forth. And he was passing the topics on that he had heard to other devotees and his experiences were that they were misunderstanding it and it was becoming a problem. So he asked me, he said, how did Sridhar Marsh talk about higher topics in such a way that they weren't misunderstood or confused and so forth? And one of the ways in which I answered was that, well, he spoke about higher topics sparingly with a little more emphasis than Prabhupada did. Their campaigns, obviously, their their roles were different. Prabhupada was very wide in his campaign and Sridharmash was ministering to a few who had come from that campaign to help to nourish them in its absence and help them grow and and uh, realize um, all that he, Prabhupada, uh, uh, wanted them to. And so he did. Um, and he was, of course, sitting in his ashram and Contemplating certain verses over and over again, uh, and pe- penetrating deeply into their meaning and so forth, he was more in a bhajan um, uh, uh, status, if you will, than, than Prabhupada. So he he did introduce the top subtopics. So we weren't they weren't emphasized, I should say, by Prabhupada. But the way I answered the the God brother of mine, aside from that, was primarily that Sridhar Maharaj talk sometimes about higher topics, but what he did more was talk about lower topics in the highest way. It was, <laughs> it was very compelling, very powerful, um, very poetic too, philosophically insightful, bringing in other philosophers from the West and so forth, the um, uh, famous ones and so forth who he had been familiar with and whatnot. So I personally found it it was a perfect fit for my disposition, and Guru Marsh was very, very, uh, very, very kind to me, very generous with me. He called me in his room and privately. I spent a, you know, a number of months there over a few years. I think I uh, came onto his good uh, shelter in 1984 or 1985. A couple of my godbrothers had departed from Iskon in 1982, um, based on the mandate from Iskon that. Uh, 
that those who wanted to take shiksha from anyone outside of Iskan, the only one at the time was Rashida Marsha. There was their resolution was about him. They would uh, have to leave Iskan. Um, they published a couple of books, Search for Sri Krishna, Sudhir Goswami Maharaj, and um, um, what was his name? Um, Mukundamala. What is his son's his name? Was they, they were in California here, and Sri Guru and His Grace. I got the book, uh, maybe Sugar and His Grace, maybe I think through Alwar Nath or uh, Sajjan and uh, or his friend, our mutual friend, Markandeya. And when I read the book, Sugar and His Grace, then I began to weep in the middle of the book. I thought, no one can talk like this. I'm pretty good at talking, <laughs> uh, forgive me. But, uh, and I was used to being able to turn people's heads around and you know, sell them the book and preach to devotees and so forth. But Prabhupada could turn my head around. And when I heard the talks of Sridhar Marsh, as they were published in the book, it just turned my head around. And in a way that I could understand, this is a leaf from the same tree that Prabhupada has fallen from. So I saw, here's the solution to the problem at the time. And I got in touch with Sudhir Goswami Marsh, and he very humorously said, well, if the incarnation of book distribution thinks our book is bona fide, it must be bona fide. Prabhupada referred to me as the incarnation of book distribution. Um, so, um, anyway, yeah, it was a, it was, it was very, um, uh, soothing his advice, very comforting. And, um, there was only a handful of us over the years that, um, came from his gone, came under his good guidance, but, uh, I was fortunate to be one of them and spent, um, you know, a fair amount of time going to the moth, doing Kartik or Gorpurnim. One month in particular I spent there um, after Gorpurnim alone, as far as any other visitors. And um, I would swim across the Ganga every day and back and speak with Guru Maharaj about Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That's when I first read Bon Maharaj's edition, which is a translation and commentary on the first four chapters. Um so that was a very rewarding time um, for me to spend with uh, in the moth. Um, but he, he, in his room, he told me that um, when I asked what service I could do, he said, you know everything. Swami Maharaj has told you everything. So you go out, start something, preach, and I'll be in the background. And if you uh, need support, you know, you, you, you draw upon me. So that's how we, we, we did. Most of us who were starting missions under his, uh, at his suggestion, his encouragement. Um, and, uh, if we couldn't capture someone's faith, then we would bring them to Guru Maharaj personally. And, uh, and, uh, and leave it to him, you know, to, to do that. So it was a very interesting period. Um, and, um, and um, I was fortunate to be uh, associated with him. I, I don't forget what year he left, maybe 88. Uh, I think he departed. So it seemed like forever, you know, that he would never leave. And it seemed like that with profit. But, of course, uh, good things come to an apparent end anyway. But they go on if one is, uh, looks beneath the surface and learns how to contact um, Sri Guru. In their apparent absence, Guru Marsh told me, Pujapachita Marsh told me that in, in your Guru Marsh's absence, you have three choices. He said, he said, you, you can become a guru and represent him. Find him in your heart, contact him in your heart, remain in his presence and represent him to others. That's not so easy, he said. Second choice is find someone who does can do that and serve them. Third choice, get out of the way. <laughs> if you can't do one or two, get out of the way because somebody's going to do it. That's the system. Krishna says in Gita, what does he say? Um, fourth chapter. Um, Evam paramparapraptam. 
Imam Rajasha Yogitam, Sakalina Mahata Yoganashta Parantapa. This is the system, right? <laughs> if there's some trouble, some breakup, some uh, some congestion in the line for distributing the teachings, then he comes again, right? And of course, I was experiencing it in the person of Srila Gurumarsh himself mm-hmm. representing. Uh, I prayed to Prabhupada when Prabhupada was uh, passing away. Three weeks before he passed away, we had a 24-hour kirtan in Vrindavan. And I was given a ship between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. I was by myself to chant. And Prabhupada had an assistant that was always in the vicinity. So I was there with the cartels chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama. This is a very simple melody that Prabhupada introduced. It wasn't fancy. And um, I sang it with that in mind, not to be musical, but to be bona fide. It was pro- simple, very, very enchanting uh, melody at the same time. And I was thinking like that as I chanted, I just want to be connected to the Guru Parampara. Hmm? Prabhupada is passing away. Hmm? That was my prayer and in, 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 in chanting for the pleasure of Prabhupada. So I was chanting and then Prabhupada uh, sat up a little bit and the servant came right over. I was at his feet chanting and Prabhupada said, who is that chanting? Hmm? And they said, that's Triparari Maharaj. And Prabhupada looked at me and gave me his blessing. And I realized when I met, uh, when, I, when I came into the shelter of Guru Maharaj, that all of a sudden it all came back to me. Oh, Prabhupada had, at that time blessed me. And here it is. Now I'm connected to the Guru Parampara and the person of my Siksha Guru, Bhakti Maharaj. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what can be said? He was, uh, um, had an auspicious birth in the Dham and Hapaniya. Um, um, his destiny to be a great uh, Gaudiya representative is, is clear and evident in his early life, the biographical notes that we have from his own uh, testimony uh, has been printed here and there. A very, very extraordinary um, person and meeting the person of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and his, his um, extraordinary role, I would call it, um, in the, in the wide-scale dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, um, it, it, it came to bear, um, came to be realized. And it was significant, like I say. Uh, not many of us were able to um, understand his um, contribution at the time amongst my God brothers. And, um, but Fortunately, um, his words were recorded and, and published, uh, and and they've been widely circulated by now. And um, that kind of uh, nourishment, if you will, um, has been uh, played a significant role. I think, uh, if I have any role whatsoever. And the ongoing dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it's certainly due to those two influences. The, 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 what Prabhupada, as Guru Maharaj told me, put in, in my heart, hmm? and what Guru Maharaj told me to, now to think about and, and spoke about himself, that it might be more apparent, the depths, the implications of it, to think about. He told me, Prabhupada put everything in your heart, hmm? and uh, now you have to reflect on it. Hmm? What what are the implications? And of course, with an able guide like Kimberless, it was um, much more much easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we were thought to be rebels at the time by most of Viscon and the greater sector of, of devotees. I remember sitting with Sudhir Goswami Marshant, we were listening to Guru Marsh, the lecture he was giving, and the subject of Mirabai came up. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so he was speaking about Mirabai as a famous devotee, but he's not a Gaudiya. I remember when I, uh, after I left this and I started a magazine, it was called Clarion Call. And um, one of the one of the articles I did an interview with the widows of of uh, Vrindavan, who are all Gaudiya Vaishnavis. And I went to the leader of uh, the of the main moth of widows, and I wanted to interview her. And in the context of interviewing her, I, I asked, "Do you ladies have a patron like patron saint?" She didn't know quite what I meant. And then I was searching for a way to ask. I asked, and we were right near the little Mirabai, Mirabai temple. I said, "Like like Mirabai." Then she understood. She said, "Oh," and then she shook her head, "No, no, no, no to Mirabai." And she said. Very beautifully, as her face just became like a big blooming lotus, Vishnu Priya. And I thought, boy, am I dumb that I couldn't think of that. Of course, Vishnu Priya, that's their patron saint. So, um, and we have all respect for Mirabai at the same time, but Gurmash was, was answering a question about her. And he said that in Mirabai, we do not find in her songs, we, we find songs about her and Krishna, but we don't hear about uh, Subal and Nanda and Yasoda and is going on. These are all, this is all part of the Braj experience of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, then, uh, as Prabhupada put it very simply, Krishna's never alone, right? It's not you and Krishna. Hmm? And so, uh, he was speaking like this and how, in our Bhajans, for example, from Narutatak or Bhakti Vinod, uh, all these associates are mentioned and the, 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 the locale, the sacredness of Govardhan, the Jamuna, and all these things are brought into the, into the fore. Hmm? As Raghunath Das Goswami prayed, what is his famous prayer to, to Guru? He says, Nama Shrestam Apisachiputra Matrasurupam. Hmm? He, he begins to, my obeisances to my Guru, hmm? who, by whose grace I have come in touch with Rupa and Sanatan. Hmm? And with Govardhan and Radhakund, hmm, Shamkund, uh, and so on. And Guru Maharaj's comment on this was, when we have understood, when we've come in touch with all of these things, hmm, then we can say, we have understood Sri Guru. Hmm. I loved that. Hmm. I was so, I was so, uh, uh, profound, right? Um, uh, I, I echoed it to another devotee who was questioning the book Sri Guru and His Grace in that statement. And I said, well, what's your opinion? He said, he said, Prabhupada gave us book distribution. That's what he gave us. And I thought, oh God, I'm glad I'm under the shoulder of Guru Maharaj. Um, uh, so, but anyway, back to the Mirabai right, lecture. He was explaining like this, that we don't find all these things brought out Radha's, you know, for example, in, why can't she unite with Krishna at Kurukshetra? Well, the Jamuna is not there. The groves are not there. Radha Kund is not there. All these things are all, they're all extensions of that Madhurya Bhav, necessary, right? So he was pointing this out, and we looked at one another, <laughs> Goswami Marsudya Goswami, who was, who was the main publisher of Gurmarsh's books in those days, and we said, Wow, this is so authorized. <laughs> and we laughed because we thought, and they, they, they say we're not authorized. We're not bona fide. We, we, we feel like we're under the tight grip hmm, of the affectionate hand of Sri Guru. Hmm. And when I was in the Math once visiting Madhu Mangal, who was a disciple of, of, of Guru Maharaj and main Kirtanir in the Math, he was blind, um, but he was the main Kirtanir. I asked him, Madamangal, I want to get a, buy a murdunga. Can you come with me to the, you know, to the, to the market to pick out a good murdunga? Hmm? Now, this is a, an elderly, uh, disciple of Guru Maharaj. He's blind. He's expert in playing the murdunga. He's living in the moth along the bank of the Ganga and the, and the market for purchasing the Madunga is a stone's throw away. Hmm? So he, he said to me, yes, but let me ask Guru Maharaj permission. Oh, I love that so much. 
I mean, you know, how are you going to fall in Maya between here and the Madungal, you know, store along the bank of the Ganges in the Dham, hmm? doing it for a sannyasi who's preaching in the West and you need a guru's permission for that? Yes. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but that's how I, I thought, oh, this is, this is very beautiful. Hmm? Hmm? Very beautiful. That's how we felt. We were in his tight grip and, and it could be tight. It could be very tight. I mean, he could be heavy at times. One of my godbrothers, Vidag Damadava, who I think he took uh, Montradiction from Guru Maharaj. Hmm. He, uh, well, I shouldn't have mentioned his name, but anyway, it's a famous story. <laughs> he uh, he uh, once thought maybe I could get married and there was a girl in the moth, Bengali girl, and he thought maybe that would be a good... So he asked Guru Maharaj, and Guru Maharaj said, you must leave the moth now. Don't come back. Out. Hmm. Kicked him out. Just like that. No questions asked. No, no. That wasn't very PC. You shouldn't have done it like that. Or, uh, that's it. Gone. Later, he was brought back in, allowed to come back in. But, but that was like a heavy hand, if you will. But that heavy hand, if he were in it, script, it felt very warm and very comforting. Right? So this is, this is our, our feeling. And it, it gave us strength. To do what he asked us to do, some of us, uh, to go and start a mission and do, do something. And, um, he was always pushing us, us out. He, there was a couple of sannyasis who, God brothers of mine, who had taken sannyas from him maybe a few months or a year before I came under his shelter and they were staying in the moth and he, he asked me, can you take them out and get them doing something? Hmm? Help me, you know, get them out preaching and so forth. Um, so uh, he was always pushing us out to do that kind of work. Once he said to us, if only I was younger and I had all of you, we could really do something. But he did something. He really did do something, even though our contributions were not always the best and they're lacking uh, still uh, through some of us and through, of course, uh, uh, which uh, Gobindu Maharaj, who was his chosen successor for the moth itself, hmm, which we always uh, honored, um, you know his his teaching has gone uh, as wide and far as the mantra that he composed about the flag on the top of the Chaitanya Saraswat moth, <laughs> uh, which seemed at the time. When he composed the verse, to be like, "What are you talking about? It's flying all over the world." <laughs> the, the flag of the Chaitanya Sarasvati. Well, it was a, it was it, it was that mantra, that verse came to be realized through largely the campaign of Guru Maharaj and to some extent other persons like myself and Guru Maharaj asked in a slightly different way to um, represent Prabhupada and himself also. Um, in, uh, in terms of Gaudiya Siddhanta and its dis- dissemination. So, anyway, we're blessed um, to be speaking about him, to have the opportunity to say something I I could say much more, but I think I should stop and let others ask their questions. Jipad, Shiradev Goswami Maharaj, Kijai, Gaur Premanand. Uh, I should mention that I forgot to mention that uh, Sajjan Prabhu was also a direct uh, Dixit disciple of disciple of uh, Shashidat Maharaj. Um, there was a follow-up question from um, Omkar. He says, Guru Maharaj, I was wondering if you have written anything about the prana mantra of Shashidat Maharaj that we may use to delve deeper in our prayers to him. I have that written, but I should. That's a very good suggestion. I lectured on that Um Earlier this this year, uh, it must have been in honor of his disappearance. I think I was in Poland at the time, so I I I I would assume that uh, Govinda Maharaj composed the mantra and it was approved by Guru Maharaj, Pranam Mantra, Devam Sarasvati. Uh, so. Uh, uh, um, I lectured on that the meaning of each word and so forth. But it's a nice idea to uh, uh, of, of you, Omkar, thank you, to 
write a commentary on that pranam mantra. I should. It reminds me of the fact that um, that um, I was in the moth when um, Govinda Maharaj recalled that Prabhupada had asked Guru Maharaj to write a pranam mantra for him, but um, um, Guru Maharaj hadn't done it. And meanwhile, Prabhupada had fashioned one himself. It had the second of two mantras, the second of which had a grammatical error that could, we could never correct, but we just sang it anyway. Um, and so Govinda Marsh reminded Guru Marsh, and, and so, he, so he wanted to do that, and he, he, he let Govinda Marsh compose. He composed four mantras, and Guru Marsh approved them, added them, and made a slight change, and, and, um, and, um, they're very um, insightful, insightful, compelling, accurate, uh, deep, um, and so similarly um, is the pranam mantra for groomers that I assume Guru Marsha was a Sanskritist composed. Um, so anyway, that lecture is available. I think I gave it in Poland. You can look it up at Swami on Swami. It's at what is it? Swami dot org. There, I think all my lectures are there. What else? Okay, uh, there is a question from Sri Radha from the Brighton Sangha. Mm-hmm. You can. You can ask. Oh, hello. Uh, my question to Guru. Uh, to well is um, what I wanted to know is that when spiritual masters, gurus, they're not burnt, they're buried into the earth. Now, um, Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, because he was so Krishnanized, even though his soul left the body, did the vibrations of where he was buried, his samadhi, did that help everyone who came there? Did it pass in? Did it help them? And did it help Mother Earth? Does that make uh-huh. sense? I understand your question. Thank you. Um, it's uh, customary, of course, in uh, Hinduism to cremate the, the, the body. Um, um, but um, for Sadhus, acharyas, saints, um, who have thought to per- have perfected their spiritual life, um, as, especially within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we have an idea like this. We have two bodies. We have a sadhaka deha and a siddha deha. Mm-hmm. Sadhaka deha is the practitioner's body. Mm-hmm. And, <coughs> excuse me, we get that at the time of initiation. This is explained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sanatana Goswami, and, and Chaitanya Charitamrita, Diksha Kale. At the, uh, at the time of Diksha, uh, one gets a, a, a body that's Chiranandamai. Hmm? Hmm. May not feel like that, but it's, I mean, it's a work in progress. It's a potential. And initiation doesn't happen in a moment either. The implications of that. Initiation is is a, is an aspect of sambandha gyan. Hmm? When the sambandha gyan, sambandha means relationship, is 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 actualized, realized, then one's abhideya, one's practice, hmm, is fully informed. This is bhava bhakti. Hmm? Uh, so uh, that time initiation is complete. The sambandha is complete, and the abhideya now is fully fueled. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a kind of practice, if you will, in Bhava Bhakti also. At that time, the, the Sadaka Deya is perfected. Mm-hmm. And as this Sadaka Deya is perfected, it becomes Chirananamoy, mm-hmm. spiritualized, if you will, properly to give the example of gold and a gold plated box. Mm-hmm. So for all intents and purposes, the gold-pitted box acts like a gold box. Hmm? What happens is that when bhakti takes over the antakarna, the subtle body, 
then well the gross body is a is is a is follows the subtle body you leave the body in a this gross body in a subtle body and according to your subtle body you're going to get another another gross body but if you're on Takarn, your subtle body is fully spiritualized bob is is imprinted on the chitta which has been cleansed of all other uh yeah, samskars, vasanas. Mm. Um, then understand. I'm just explaining the, the, the philosophically the, the the idea is the body, the gross body becomes spiritualized. It's now working. This is mentioned in the Gita. Mahatmanastu mamparta, daivim prakriti mashrita. Mahatmanastu mamparta, daivim prakriti mashrita. Mahatmas. If you look carefully, this is the ninth chapter of the Gita. Krishna has spoken about different types of practices and so forth. And he's, and he's but Mahatmas, they are under my divine Shakti, Daivim Prakriti. This means Surup Shakti. They're moving in the world like everyone else, but apparently, but the force that's driving them is not karma. It's the Surup Shakti. It's not the Maya Shakti. So in that sense, they've got a spiritualized body, right? Sanatana Prabhu wanted to throw his body under the Rathayatra cart. He thought it was it was um, um, unfit to be in the association of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who might who might embrace him. But Mahaprabhu stopped him and gave him this instruction. <laughs> I have things I want to do through your body. Uh, so the point is that as the Sadaka Deya becomes is a work in progress. It is made of senses. The senses are in touch with sense objects. As much as they're in touch with sense objects for their own sake, as as much as the material false identity is fortified, continued, perpetuated, as much as my senses are in touch with sense objects for the pleasure of Krishna's senses, well, obviously a different identity is going to arise from that. Our present identity as a male or a female or a British uh, citizen or Indian or what may be the case, hmm? our likes and dislikes, our sense of my, is where our sense of I derives from. Hmm? And it's false because nothing is ours. Hmm? But if we change this simple equation and our senses are in touch with sense objects, our hearing, our seeing, our tasting, for the pleasure of Krishna's senses, will that not create an identity also? Give rise to an identity? It will not create, but give rise to an identity? Yes, it will. Hmm? Uh, a spiritual identity, right? Hmm? So, point is that people want to get a Siddhadeha. <laughs> they want to get a spiritual body, but they don't know how to do it. <laughs> they can talk about it, but how to do it? You have to, you have to use, you have to do it by perfecting your Sadhakadeha. Hmm? And and you have to give all of your energy to it. You can't give less and get it. So it may take time. Don't don't be neurotic here, but but uh, that's the price to pay, right? Hmm? So uh, you put this this body in the fire of sacrifice, hmm? and out will come. Well, from within it will come another identity. Hmm? The Siddhadeya. And in Bhava Bhakti, one, one can be uh, functioning mm-hmm. in a practicing sense in that internal um, Siddhadeya. So, the sadhu that attains Bhava mm-hmm, has has purified his Sadhakadeya, his the visible body. And therefore, rather than cremating it, as you say, right, they Make it's preserved in a sense and put into into a, into what we call samadhi. Hmm. Samadhi means trance, right? Going in that going there, one never comes back, right? Hmm. So, your question is that when that happened, when the sadhu's body, the acharya's body, the guru's body is placed in samadhi, there's a ritual and so forth, and then uh, a shrine may be built and so forth. 
Does that purify the land? Does that purify people that come there? Right? It, it, yes, is the answer. <laughs> it's 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 it's, it, it's very interesting because um, the guru is not the body. Hmm? Teaches that, hmm? but that's the beginning teaching. We look at it on a little bit higher level. The guru is the body, and the devotee is his or her body as much as his or her body is actually used as a devotee. Hmm? As much as our senses are only engaged in the service of Krishna for the pleasure of his senses, then our body made up of senses is now uh, uh, worshipable. It has some spiritual uh, power to it, if you will. And so, um, therefore, for example, if the spiritual, if, if the sadhu should pass away, but we petition the sadhu, as we do, that sadhu may appear in our dream, in that body. Mm-hmm. Right? Or we take the picture, now that we have cameras, we have too many cameras now, but they didn't used to have them in the days gone by, but you take the picture and you put it on the altar. So there's an eternity to that body also. Rupa Goswami is Rupa Manjari. He's a young, young teenage girl hmm, in his Siddhadeya. But he has a practitioner's body in which he appears in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela as looking like Rupa Goswami, but just younger, <laughs> like a Kishore, like a young, young adolescent. Hmm. So if you took Sridharmarsh's body, made it like a young adolescent. Hmm. <laughs> Everybody looks very good in their adolescence. You know, they put their picture, people my age, sometimes they put their adolescent pictures on Facebook of themselves. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, okay. So, uh, like that in Gaur Leela. Hmm? This is, we have an identity in Gaur Leela and an identity in Krishna Leela. Identity in Gaur Leela for Gaudiya Vaishnavism is as a Brahmin boy. We think, well, my side of day is a woman. What am I going to look like? Didn't look like a Brahmin boy, but you still look like like yourself to some extent. Uh, be, be recognizable, if you will. So yes, it's a spiritual, uh, it's, it's, it's a spiritualized and, and more, uh, if you will, body. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are there are there there's a, there's a place in Vrindavan called sixty four samadhis or sixty four some sacred. Um, aerial places for so many associates of Mahaprabhu, auspicious place to go. Hmm. Hmm. Does that answer your question? Yes, no, one ahead. other, one more. Yeah. Um, the way the world is, um, I don't get entangled in it now. Well, I'm not old anyway, but what I've sensed is that there's a continual, um, <laughs> a continual a uh, circle going round the globe, going round the world, and going round the universe. This is from sages, from devotees, from sadhus, I don't know. But I sense that they're chanting uh, right round the globe and right round the world and, and the universe, and that this vibration is pouring down onto the earth and is... um purifying everything that it touches. So whatever's happening in the war, Krishna's in charge, and we don't know whether he set it up that they kill off each other or whatever. But there is this, uh, I sense there's this continual circle of chanting going round and round from above. Is that that a silly question? Well, uh, no questions are silly. Uh, We're more silly for not asking questions. Because we think they're silly. Um, so, uh, that's one part of my answer. But, um, I think, um, that there's a, there's a couple of ways to think about that. And, um, um, I do think that it's, um, uh, All right, in, in a general sense, to to think as you are that with the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the inauguration of the Yuga Dharma, and so forth, um, you see a 
a uh, large campaign in recent, you know, in modern history on the part of Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur, his disciples, my guru Maharaj, and so forth. Um, uh, it may come again and go further and so forth. That the influence of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is um, expanding in the world. Uh, and, and with it come many misconceptions about Gaudiya Vaishnavism within the spreaders, even. That's, I remember used to think as a kid, if the United, or young man, if the United States would all become, uh, accept, you know, Krishna consciousness as a goal, there'd probably be a whole lot of preaching to do to all kinds of people who would have misunderstood it, misrepresented it. We, we see that in Bengal. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, so many people were influenced by him, and then so many people misrepresented him as well. So, uh, anyway, that's part of the, 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 the territory. But still, by and large, that influence is spreading, spreading in academia. Uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, is by far the most interesting, uh, theological, uh, sect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has so much, uh, nuance, so rich and, and depth, color and, and, um, feeling and so forth. Um, You know, compared to Buddhism, Advaita Vedanta, even other forms of Vaishnavism, Abrahamic traditions, and it's showing up in academia. So there are ways that no one knows how to look to kind of affirm what you're saying. Hmm? That the influence of Gaudi Vaishnavism uh, by um, put in place by sadhus and after their departure, hmm, that well-wishing is, is, is momentum is still there and so forth. Uh, and there's a way of thinking it. And then, but, but there's another side to it as well. The other side to it is we're a small blip here on earth in many, among many universes. Hmm. I'll give an example. There was a Brahmin in South India, Shaitanya Mahaprabhu met. He had leprosy and there were worms that were feeding on the open sores on his body. And when they fell off, he would pick them up and put them back on. So they, they'd get their dinner. Mahaprabhu met him and embraced him and all of the open sores of his leprosy just disappeared. He prayed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I think it was him, Vasudeva the leper. It was either him or another Vasudeva. Anyway, I forget, but prayed that uh, that he could accept the karma of all of the jivas in the universe. Hmm? And that they would all be delivered. Kind of a bodhisattva vow, if you will, from a Buddhist, uh, uh, in Buddhist terminology. Let me stay in the world and accept the suffering of all the jivas in the universe. Let them all go back to Godhead, and then I will follow. Mahaprabhu appreciated his compassion, but then he said, this universe is like one she-goat amongst a herd of cows. His way of saying, if you can deliver the whole universe, material existence is always going to go on. Hmm? <laughs> to the world of samsara. It has no beginning. It has no end. It begins and ends, begins and ends with the ingoing and outgoing, so to speak, breath of, of, of Mahavishnu. But that his breath has, as he has no beginning and no end, so does his breath. So the worlds come and go, contract and expand, contract and expand, and will always, always, always be going on. That is samsara. So we should really try to use the inspiration that we may draw from the idea of saving the world hmm, to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. We may be inspired by the idea and we may pursue it, hmm, but we should pursue it and take inspiration from it such that it further drives or underscores the need 
for ourselves to become delivered from material existence. Hmm. Charity begins at home, they say. Hmm. So if you can deliver yourself, well, then uh, then uh, you'll be in a better position to uh, deliver others. Deliverance. Don't I should say it like this. Don't lose sight of delivering yourself in the name of wanting to save the world. I was famous for distributing Prophet's books by his grace. And when he was first told about my exploits, if you will, uh, and how many books I had distributed, one of my government showed to Prabhupada. Prabhupada wrote back, it's very nice to trip price, selling so many books and so forth. And then he put an asterisk after that typed message in his own uh, handwritten note. The asterisk, he said, but make sure he's always reading the books also. <laughs> he should be sure to read them. <laughs> So, so, and, and that was a kind of a, a, you know, a thing. That, of course, I did that. That was a kind of a thing to go back to Pujapachito Mars. That's kind of a thing that we were, we were much preoccupied in Prophet's mission with outreach and so forth. And Guru Mars came at a time where it's like, okay, God, Guru Mars is, your Guru Mars is left. Now's the time to look inward and reflect on what he said. Look deeply into the books that you're selling so many of. What did they say about you? What, what, how, how, you know, you should. So I always looked at it like that. If you go out to preach, to sell a book, maybe you'll meet somebody that knows more than you do, <laughs> right? And help you. I remember one time I was in the, an Iskon temple. The devotees had gone on Sankirtan. They came back, and they came into the lobby, and I was there at the temple. They said, "Mars, some guy followed us back here, you know, and we don't know what to do with him, you know. He's got a long beard and stuff like that." And so uh, I said, well, you know, uh, you know, let him come in. Yeah. So he comes in there, the beard, the long hair. And, and I looked at him. He looked at me. And we went and embraced one another. Hmm. He was one of my godbrothers. <laughs> when lost focus, he saw the Sankirtan party and he followed them back. Hmm. Three days later, he became the the Bhakta leader in the temple <laughs> shaved up and he was the leader of those who had brought him back and thought he was going to be a little weird. You know? So you never know what you'll find. We go out to purify ourselves, right? Purify ourselves. Hmm? And I, that's, as much as we're part of the world, then we're purifying the world. So don't, don't lose sight of that. Not that no. we have. <laughs> I just, because I realized that Krishna is pure love and that we, everything created, has come from his love. Um, there's nothing in this world that he didn't create out of love for us and that we've got to learn to remember this and serve him. Yes, it is said, Lokavatu Lilakaiwalyam. So we ask if there's any love in the world. Well, Vedanta Sutra says, Lokavatu Lilakaiwalyam. It is out of love the world became manifest. The one became many. For what reason? For no reason. And love? Knows no reason. It doesn't. Bhagavan Shri Krishna Ki Jai. Say to you, back here on Sunday with Madame Mahana Mahini. We're back here with Madame Mahana Mahini and your presence and thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Hare Bo. Hare Bo.